Alright, welcome to the Shoot Discord Podcast. Uh, we're here today. I'm Josh. I'm Kevin. What's up, guys? Uh, I gotta Ep- say. Episode number five, by the way. Oh, number five. Uh, what day is it? Oh, uh, hell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> September 15th of 2020. Who knows what it is? Anyway. I just said it, so. Ah, uh, man, you can't trust you. Yeah, that's a good point. Listen, uh, I gotta start today's episode off with a little uh, congratulations to Kevin over here. Uh, diehard Stars fan. Yeah. And also, on, a, on another note, um... Well, why are, you congr- why are you congratulating me? Well, I gotta congratulate you. One, two... Well, I got two reasons. Actually, you know, I got three reasons. Jesus Christ, okay. Reason- Actually, I got four. No, <laughs> Reason one is because the Stars moved into the Stanley Cup Finals, and we're gonna get into that here in a little bit. Yeah, alright. So, yeah, okay, la, 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 la. Your fucking team is going to the Cup. That's cool, man. Congratulations. You think you're the coolest guy ever? You got green shoes, green shirt, green hat. And you've nailed You got a green notebook. You have nailed (laughs) every part of this. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So, alright. Alright, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, we're sitting here in the Shoot to Scores little little pop-up studio. I got got my LA Kings memorabilia on the walls. Yeah, aka Josh's Garage, but (laughs) LA crap in here. Uh, Anyways, Kevin's always been a Stars fan, uh, so congratulations. Thank you. Second thing I gotta say, and to the rest of you Stars fans, congratulations. We're in for a good, good final. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta, gotta say, Kevin is a man of his word. He lost the bet, and he did buy me a burrito from uh, episode three. I did. Uh, last episode, I said that uh, Josh said Vegas would win in six. He said no. He said Stars in six. He showed me later on. I bit my tongue, bottom my burrito today. And we were both wrong. Stars one and five. Stars one and five. I ate that burrito in one bite. What? I think it was huge, by the way. <laughs> Torchy's taco burrito. Then the third thing, Kevin gets on the victory board in our uh, in our PlayStation Challenge. Beat me at NHL twenty today. Sure did, man. It was a it was a rough battle that whole way. I'll tell you that. Yeah, twenty two goals scored in the game, so a lot of defense being played. Uh, I wrote who go. I was Dallas. Twenty-one goals scored. All right, this one, Oh yeah, twenty-one goals scored. Yeah, sorry. God. God damn. It. You have the stats in front of you, <laughs> and you can't even get it right. All right, I can't do it. Whatever, man. You feel you feel on your high horse. Get your first victory of the season. I am. I'm gonna ride this all the way to the ten. No, whatever. Ride it somewhere. So third third game of the season. I'm two to one. Kevin's one one one. Uh, I was Dallas. He was Pittsburgh. He beat me eleven to ten. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a rowdy uh, starting out the game. Uh, Josh was just beating the hell out of me. First period was five to one, and I just I had no answer for him. You know, he was home. I had no answer. Se- second period comes up. I'm I'm uh, I'm going up this time. He scores two. I get four. So we're right there, 6-5, third period. I get, I don't know, it was like four goals in like a, three minutes or something like that. I just couldn't stop scoring for a second. It was pretty ridiculous. I didn't want to switch out Dobby. I, I, I rode Dobby the whole way. Maybe I should have put Bishop in there. But Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I, I switched out uh, Matt Murray for yeah, uh, Yari, or Tristan Yari. Yeah, he changed him in the first period. Yeah, because, I mean, he had, to, on goal four, like, the first goal was a pretty sweet sco- uh, shot, so I couldn't, you know, really say anything about that. But the next three were just 
ridiculous goals that could have been stopped. So I had to switch him out, and I don't know if I did any better because of it, but, you know, ended, ended in my W. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, the last goal I had was in the last, what, like 10 seconds, 6 seconds, something like that? A little backhander? Yeah. That one, yeah, there was there was only about 10 seconds left. There's nothing I can do. The game was over from there. Then he, uh, you ended up winning the face-off and just keeping the puck away from me like a little bastard. Yeah, that's what I do. Whatever, man. Congrats on your first victory. Thank you. One and one and one. It's going to be a long season. <laughs> it really is. So, anyway, you want to get into this uh, this little uh, game five right here? Dallas versus Vegas, game five? Yeah, we can do some of that if you want to. Uh, you want Anything you want to talk about? You want to bring it up first? you want me to hop into it? or? So, yeah, I want to do a little quick uh, recap for you uh, local Stars fans. Uh, as you know... The 2019-2020 uh, season started off with the the Dallas Stars not looking too good. They started off the year 1-7-1. Uh, everybody in Dallas freaking out, saying, well, this, team, this team just can't gel together. Uh, Pavelski, uh, Perry, they're, they're not working out. Uh, you know. Yeah, they, they weren't doing anything. They were really contributing. And I was going to a lot of, I was going to those games, and it was it felt like work going to those games. You know, after what, like, you know, your first... When you first start going the season opener, you're like, yeah, yeah, hockey's back, hockey's back, and then your team just just keeps getting destroyed. You're like, God, yeah, I went I'm to, still gonna go, but I really don't want to, I guess. You know, yeah, I was at that uh, Washington Capitals game pretty early on in the season. It might have been the second home game of the season. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. Stars just had no energy, no effort. Started off the season in a real slump, uh, and. You know, right away, everybody just was reminded of the St. Louis Blues series. Just no energy. Just pretty bad. Yeah, and it really didn't help that starting out, uh, Ben Bishop did exactly like he did in the uh, the one game he played in the playoffs this season. Uh, he, he let that, that first goal in. You know, real real soft goal. Just And he did that for, well, I don't know, several games. He would just let a soft goal in, like one of the first couple shots. Uh, yeah, I, like really, it's like the first one or two shots. Usually, the first shot of the game, he was just floaters from the blue line too. Just garbage shots. He just let trickle in, and then the whole time you're playing from behind. You know? Yeah, I really think uh, we can go into that on another episode. I really think Bishop's going on the decline pretty hard, pretty I'm, fast. Man, I mean, he's he's been hurt for a long time. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so the Dallas starts off one seven one, and then we go on a fourteen one one run. And all of a sudden, Dallas comes alive. And, you know, everybody's puffing their chest out, walking around like Conor McGregor, and everybody's like, "I told you, I knew the whole time. Dallas is the best team ever." Yeah, I know I was. I, I didn't leave the house without a Guinness. You know, <laughs> walking around headbutting everybody. Yeah, oh, St. Louis got lucky last year. Yeah, so you know, the refs were the reason we lost. And uh, cocky Dallas fans were back. I'm still saying refs are part of the reason why we lost that. Then Dallas would go on to fire Jim Montgomery, uh, for everybody knows why. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they would replace him with Rick Bonus. Uh, shortly after that, Dallas Stars would uh, host the Winter Classic against the Nashville Predators, and uh, it was a it was a real real uh, lack of entertainment game. The first couple periods, everybody was. I'd say the first period really was, and then the second one started getting getting started getting good. juicy towards the end. Yeah, that, that's when uh, Nashville. I mean, this is all from memory. Nashville started going up, and yeah. then I think uh, Stars like three one or whatever. It was. Yeah, Stars had one in there, and just you know something like that. And yeah. then that third period came out, and 
Yeah. yeah. Radulov, I think, had the game winner. Sekera. Yeah. Dude, even Sekera scored a goal, man. That was... Comeback great. victory for the Stars. You know, it was... It was, uh, it was a pretty quiet crowd there for about almost a full two periods. <laughs> yeah. But then it went insane. If you guys were at that Winter Classic, which hopefully some of y'all were that are listening to this, being in the DFW area, oh my god, was that not amazing? Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, not a corn dog to be found in sight. You know, they were sold out. I went everywhere <laughs> looking for a corn dog and could not get one. Apparently, the only person with corn dogs was Pierre Maguire. Uh, he was getting them from Nathan's. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon's shop out in the corn. That was a great, uh, great victory for the Dallas Stars. A huge momentum boost. Uh, this will propel the start, bu- 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 propel the stars to uh, dominate January and February. Uh, they just went on an absolute tear, and uh, they were actually. A couple points behind uh, St. Louis, I believe, for the number one spot in the division. I think. Uh, I know we got up. I think we got to second place, and then we held third for quite a while. Yeah. And then. Uh, and we were right there, like two, like one game off from taking first from St. Louis. Yeah, for a bit, and then we we started just really eating it at the end of February and all of March. I I don't even know if we won in March. I mean, I'm sure. I think we probably had one game. I'm not going to look it up because that was six months ago, you know? Well, lucky for you, I have the stats. They went 0 4 and 2 in March. Nailed it. Didn't win. <laughs> I was just giving them the benefit of the doubt for one. So, they would, yeah, like I, like I just said, they would go winless in March. Uh, then they'd get a five month break because of something going on in the world that people don't, I don't know what happened. A little, little pander, <laughs> pandemic, I think, how you oh, pronounce it? Yeah. A little coronavirus. Ah. Uh, then, hockey's back. Everybody's pretty jazzed, all right? Dallas Stars fans are a little like, eh. I know, I was jazzed. Yeah. I was uh, jazzercising. I mean, Dallas, I think I think we trace it back. Uh, Dallas, everybody in Dallas is like, okay, we haven't won a game in like seven games, so. Yeah, I, I, I really wasn't, uh, I mean, I was happy that hockey's back and we can watch the Stars, but I wasn't, I wasn't really, I didn't have a lot of faith. I thought if we can get a little goal scoring going, we'd be fine. But, you know, then you watch that round robin and not a lot went on. Then we had that, that what, second period against the Knights. We had three goals in a row and then came back, got our asses beat. And then we beat the Blues in that other round robin. And that was, that was pretty cool. But, you know, it, it kind of sparked some life into you. You know, you're like, hey, maybe this team isn't that same team we saw at the end of March or beginning of March. Yeah, we ended up going uh, one and two in the round robin and securing a third third place in the West. Yeah. Uh, so going in, you know, we're like, Ugh, can't score a goal to save our lives, apparently. Uh, and then we, we go up against the Calgary Flames. Uh, that series was a uh, it it de- it definitely wasn't the same team that we're seeing now. That's for sure. No, definitely not. This team is it seems like they matured a lot. And I remember going into that series, I said, if we can hold, if we can take out Matthew Kachuk, if we can stop him from just beating the hell out of us, we'll be fine. And luckily, you know, unfortunately, he went out with an injury because you know we don't like to say, you know, we're not happy about people getting hurt. But he did not play the rest of that series, and that worked out in our benefit big time. Yeah, and then we'd go on to beat the Calgary Flames in six games, and then we go up against the. Uh... What a lot of people had as the favorite to win the cup. I know I did. Same. Uh, well, not to win the cup, but for sure in the uh, finals. I knew. I, I really thought they were going to the finals. I had I had Colorado pick to win it. I'm probably about half of my brackets. You know, my well, I don't know if you guys did the NHL bracket on on NHL.com, but I think uh, I had Carolina, uh, 
Tampa, Colorado. Those those were the teams I was picking to win it all. Uh, I don't know if, when I said this. It might have been that those uh, what I like to call lost first two episodes, where not not the actual lost episodes where we they got deleted before we put them up, but the ones where I was really hammered and it was really crappy. I know I said for a fact that whoever wins the Dallas Colorado game is going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I actually recall you saying that, uh, and here we are. You know, uh, yeah. Dallas would go up three to one on the Colorado Avalanche, and then they would give it up, uh, and, and Colorado would face a game seven. And but then uh, in game seven, Dallas would come through and would get a six to four victory to move on to the Western Conference Finals. Darn right they did. And then and then what happened? Uh, everybody. Everybody not in Dallas said, uh, oh, well, you know, call, and we covered this in the last episode, Colorado had all kinds of injuries and... Uh, a bunch of excuses about everything. Yeah, a bunch of fucking excuses. You know who didn't have a lot of excuses when they lost? Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear a peep from them. They, were, they just took it like a uh, professional, but... <laughs> yeah, but actually, they, they took it kind of like a child a little bit. Uh, instead of saying about excuses, they're like, you know what, let's blow up the whole team. <laughs> let's... let's we're not we're not good enough. Let's let's just do this. We gotta trade Goudreau. We gotta get rid of the Luchas contract. We need a real goalie. Uh, yeah, in the Luchas contract, hundred percent. Oh yeah, uh, which we'll talk about next uh, Sunday. And Josh's frozen biscuits. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we just we uh, we send the Colorado lunch pack, and uh, you know they got nothing but superstars on the team apparently. And uh, Toronto feels a little bit happy that Kadri's not host, hoisting a cup. And then we take on the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who were the clear favorite to win this uh, series. Oh, yeah, definitely. They were a huge favorite. I think it was, I think I saw something like 70% they were favored to win. Something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I saw that they were just heavily favored. I could be wrong on that. but All I heard about going to this series was uh, Robin Leonard. Robin oh, yeah. Leonard, Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard. That's all I heard. Well, and I mean, he's got a bit of a story with that. You know, he was traded, what, two or three, was three times this this season, right? Yeah, because he went uh, he went from the Islanders to Chicago, from Chicago to Vegas. No, from Chicago to Toronto, then to Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I missed that one. Almost positive he went Toronto to Vegas. Okay, I could be wrong, but <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I sw- there's something there, man. I don't know. He went somewhere else before he went to Vegas. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I don't have that stat in front of me. So. Yeah, and it's going on uh, memory. I'm almost positive that's what happened. Could very well be. But, you know, I've been wrong before. And I'm <laughs> what? Pretty, pretty damn often am I wrong. I am not willing to bet a brood on that. But, Sweet. anyway. Yeah, I, I can pull it up if you want to. I'll pull it up. But, anyways, keep talking and I'll interrupt you in a minute telling you how right I am. All right, let's. Well, Kevin's going to pull up the old Google machine. Uh, I'm going to break down the uh, the Vegas versus uh, Dallas Stars. Um Dallas would win a one nothing game in uh, game one. Then Vegas would come on to win 3-0 in game two. Uh, Dallas would go on to take the next two games, which would uh, bring them up 3-1 to one in the series. A familiar position that uh, Dallas has been in against the Colorado Avalanche. And then uh, here we go into game five. So uh, Kevin's going to go ahead and uh, give you the play-by-play. Uh, in a second. Uh, so right here it says... On, on Wikipedia, you know, where you can get all of your info that's never been tampered with ever. It says yeah. on February 24th, 2020, Lanner was traded by the Blackhawks, uh, part of a three-team three team trade to the Knights in, ex- 
Okay, so that's where it was. Uh, initially dealt to the Maple Leafs for salary retention. Flipped back to the Knights. So, technically... Technically, he... So you owe me a burrito? No. <laughs> so, technically, he got there for the salary retention and then came back over there. Yeah. Never played a game for Toronto, right? No. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, we're at game five. Waiting on you, bud. Oh, on game five? <laughs> okay. So, uh, what happened was... <clears throat> okay. Throat cleared? Uh, let's see. It started out... Uh, beginning of that game, both teams uh, looked like you know they had a lot to play for. Obviously, Vegas was playing for you know more time and trying to try to win that series. And Dallas didn't shut down like they did against Colorado. Um, they looked man really a lot like both teams were playing like Vegas played in Game Two. It's just Dallas showed up this time, so it was it was kind of intense. Not a lot really kind of happened. But, uh... You know, it, I, I feel like uh, Dallas learned their lesson against Colorado. They, they knew they couldn't just let Vegas creep back into this, right? Man, absolutely. They, like, you know what? <laughs> we did this once. We're not doing this again. And then again, you know, with Game 5 back, back against Colorado, they put Bishop in when he was still unfit to play. They, they cleared him, but they shouldn't have. And uh, it, it was part of a back-to-back. So I... I and Dobby's stats do drop drastically on a back-to-back, so I get you want to have them have a little time off. Yeah. Uh, I still say they should have put put in Jake Ottinger and just let it ride, you know, just see how it goes. But, you know, if you want to, tr- you obviously trust your starting netminder if he says he's good to play. Whatever. Yeah, you owe, you owe it to Bishop to give him some playoff time, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got him locked up. Yeah. I mean, also, it's not his first playoff series, so you really don't need anything. And, again, you don't want to throw your rookie netminder in that's never played an NHL game yeah. to a game five, you know. Like, yeah, Bishop went to the Stanley Cup final 13-14. Yeah. Uh, lost, but he was, he's was he got the playoff experience. Uh, pretty much what I got on this uh, first period. Not a whole lot, really, because not a whole bunch happened. Uh, Vegas won a lot of the, one of the face-offs. Uh, I want to say Blake Como throughout this whole thing has just had a, I feel like a really great series. Yeah, he, he showed up a lot last night. Yeah, he's he's got he's got a lot of Corey Perry uh, esque to him. You know, I saw either either he was getting dumped or he was doing the dumping. He was causing a lot of distractions in front of the net and getting a lot of Vegas uh, what should be called penalties a lot. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, did you see that play where? I think it was Blake Como on his, on his butt in front of the goalie, and the Vegas Knights came, player came up behind him and dumped his helmet over his face. That was Perry. That was Perry. Yeah, that was Perry. Perry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Perry, I mean, I saw that. I was, yeah, I wanted to comment on that later, but I, I didn't even write it down because I was like, man, whatever. That's just yeah. that's just petty hockeyness right there. Guys, right? guys like Blake Como and Corey Perry are really uh, they're really necessary in the playoffs. <laughs> do big time. I think that's that's part of the reason why we got Blake Como. Uh, was to add a little. Little grit because he, yeah. I mean, he, he he plays well. He can score some goals, but he, they were really there for the grit. Yeah, I mean, if if, if you're a third stringer, fourth stringer, and you're getting the attention of uh, everybody else's uh, enforcers, that kind of opens up Sagan and Gurionov and Heinz and Jamie. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so uh, let's see. Uh, sorry, my notes are all written down like a crazy person again. I was trying to watch the game and deal with the dogs and write all this crazy stuff. But let's see. Uh, 
I wrote down Reeves hit Lindell pretty hard on the boards, uh, right into Carrier. Mm. Remember that? Mm -hmm. uh, knocked him in, like, threw him on the boards, totally legal hit. And, yeah. Uh, Lindell. They really put him down, though, dude, man. Dude, big time. Yeah, hit. that was a good hit. Flew back into Carrier. Oh, man, that was that was an awesome hit. And then right after that, Yanmark stood up for Lindell. Yeah. And, uh, him and Carrier kind of got into a little, little scrum. Yeah, yeah, Yanmark, dude. He's, he's really impressed me this playoff. Uh, he hasn't scored anything, got any points, but, you know, he's Yeah, but that's that's there. what you want, man. If, if you're not putting up points, uh, then, you know, he's trying to make an impact any way he can, and he's doing that by getting physical. And uh, I was actually going to bring that up later on with Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan's not getting too physical. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's actually he's, shots, he's throwing out. There you go. I mean, Sagan's throwing, out, throwing around a couple hits, which is really weird for him, but he is blocking shots yeah. all over the place, you know? It's really awesome to see. Yeah, like that and do that finally. Um, so with that, uh, that Yamark and Carrier, little scrum there comes a four on four. Nothing really comes of it. But then right after that, guess who finally, finally gets called for a penalty? You'll never guess. You'll never guess. Stasny. Wrong. Oh, uh, Alex Tuck. Oh, Alex Tuck. Finally gets called for hooking on Sekiro. But NBC likes him. Everyone likes him. How's he getting penalties? Ben, well, <laughs> it's the first one he's been called on out of like eight that he should have had. So I don't know. I mean, you you only ride that that so far. I guess he ran out of money paying the refs. Yo, he's he's really impressed me, and Shea Theodore as well has really impressed me. Even though he's he's had a bad game five, uh, he he did. Th those two guys really really are going to be really strong for Vegas for a lot of years to come. Oh yeah, I mean Shea Theodore is. Man, he's just been killing it all playoffs, really just all season. The guy's a great defenseman, you know. He's awesome. Uh, period two. Let's see. I'm not going to get into the penalties because there's a lot of penalties going on in the first ten minutes. Hmm? Uh, you missed the first goal. Did I miss the first goal? The first? Let's see. Chandler Stevenson scores. Ah, shit. I did. I did miss that. Sorry. I was uh, going through just talking stuff. Chandler uh, Stevenson scores on a breakaway. Scores five hole on Doby. Uh, not a lot you can do about it. Doby had to shoot across the net. Uh, he slid over and just when you do that, you know you're leaving that five hole open. Yeah, one nothing Vegas. Uh, uh, Shea Theodore and Alex Tuck, who we were just talking about, they get the, the assist on that goal. Uh, a bit, you know, while we're on the first period, you know, I felt like I, I was just watching this and I felt like Dallas was going to lose this game. You know, every, all the momentum things were, on, were in Vegas' favor, right? Oh, for sure. I feel like, uh, you know, the first period was just Vegas had control of the book the whole time. I feel like they were always in the Dallas Stars' offensive zone. Like, every once in a while, you would see, like, uh, Jamie Benn or, Tyler, like, Tyler Sagan did some strong moves just trying to get a top-of-the-circle shot on net. Uh, you know, Sagan would go on to lead the Stars in shots, but... You know, it's, I feel like Sagan and Ben were the only ones doing anything for the Stars in the first period. And at first, ah, man. I don't know. There's, there's a lot that went on in that first. I mean, it, like I said, it, it was fairly uneventful, aside from that Chandler Stevenson goal. Yeah. Which was pretty sweet, by the way. Uh, man. Okay. The Knights, clearly, and if anyone disagrees with me, watch the whole series again. The Knights outplayed the Stars almost every single night that they played. The number one reason the Stars won this was because of Anton Kudobin. There's... Hudobin. Huh? Hudobin. Whatever, man. 
We all say Qdobin. I'm saying Qdobin. I know it's pronounced Qdobin, but whatever. I don't care. I'm stuck in my ways. <laughs> but whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. Eat it. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, periods, and, and let's be honest, before Kevin breaks down period two, I felt the same way in period two. It was, it was, uh, and this is something we can get into after you break down the game, but yeah. But Vegas, you know, I got to tell you, Vegas, shots don't win games. Like, you can't just say, oh, well, we won on shots. We should win the game. There's more to it than that, and Dallas, Dallas is happy to prove that to you. Yeah, the, uh, the, the quality of shots that uh, Vegas was given uh, does definitely does not reflect how many shots they had. You know, they had, I mean, they definitely had more quality shots this game than they did previously, uh, like last game, but... You know, W was there, stopped most of them. I, I don't know how many. Do you have uh, how many shots were in that game? How many shots in that game? Yeah. Um, in the total of the game, uh, Vegas was going to outshoot the Dallas Stars thirty-six to twenty-six. Okay, so. Uh, but really, I mean, if you remember, like up until the late, like last five minutes of the second period, Dallas only had fifteen shots the whole the whole game. Yeah, they were they were being heavily outshot. Yeah. Yeah. The. It's just crazy how many more shots that Vegas was getting than the Stars, and I really hope it does not reflect, which I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but obviously we're going to be playing Tampa unless the Islanders do something really amazing. Right. But yeah, Tampa, that's a team, <laughs> you're going to have to do something different about that, you know, you're going to have to up your shots, you're going to have to still continue doing the defense you have, but you're going to have to watch your dis- discipline, because the Stars are just constantly good. Dude, I think this is the First game, we didn't have a 5-on-3. Do we have a 5-on-3? Mm-mm. Yeah, first one in what seems like forever that we didn't have a 5-on-3. I think uh, Dallas is going to have to play Tampa a lot like they played Colorado. I think, uh, you know. Yeah, but Tampa's way deeper. Tampa's deeper and tougher, and they have a better goalie. But I think it's going to be those same type of games. I think you're going to see 6-4 or 5-4. Yeah. I think that's what's going to, you know, you're going to have to. You're not going to slow Tampa down. Just try to run and gun a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only issue with that is run and gun. I don't know if you saw, man, it might have been second period. Uh, they passed up to Corey Perry, who was sitting at the blue line. Mm-hmm. He took like three steps, and he was really going nowhere, you know. It's just like, you know, when, you, when you're a kid and you try to do the power-up run, <laughs> you just yeah. stand in place like, ah. Speaking of which, did you see Corey Perry lose a lose an edge in the second period? Or he just went face first on the boards. Yeah, uh, dude, I was that, worried about him on that play. Yeah, I've got that here uh, near the end of the second. Uh, what I was going to talk about, really, I mean, we there's not a whole lot that went on. Like there was no scoring that went on in the second. Yeah, uh, just, there was there's a few penalties, like what, what four four penalties I think I got. Yeah. Really, the next highlight of the game happened 15 seconds in the third period, right? It, exactly 15 seconds in. But to, but to go on, uh, but to step back to that uh, Corey Perry falling down the boards, man, anyone that knows me knows how much I hate Corey Perry. Knows I do not root for him at all, even though he's a star. I, I cheer when he scores goals. I cheer when he does something good. But I always say, I hate you, Corey Perry. You're the worst. And this has to do with, you know, like 15 years or whatever that he was in Anaheim just pissing us off the whole time. He was such a pest. I can't stand the guy. And I heard on the ticket, they're like, well, what can we, I don't know if it was Jake or Mino or something. They're like, well, why don't we just, 
Why can't we just put that past behind us? Because he's on the team now. I can't do it. I, I've tried. I can't do it. He's There's too much history there. Don't be wrong. If he, if he was here longer, maybe. But he's on that one-year deal. He's moving out at the end of the season. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. I throw, I, I love the type of player Corey Perry is. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago that he was top three, top four in the NHL in points. And yeah, this is couple, like four years ago. Yeah, I mean the guy, the guy has just always been a new. You know, he reminds me of Thomas Hallstrom of the new, uh, Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. He's just that. He's just that dirty, grindy player that pisses the other team off. He's willing to take all the punishment and open up his teammates. He's willing to get in there. Uh, you know, it's it's he's the utility player, man. He's the guy you need in the playoffs. So, and, and, and I mean, despite everything I just said, like when he went down the boards and he you know went out of the locker room after that, I was yeah. like, God, I really don't want to see that. And it's not because I don't want to see a player hurt. It's we need Corey Perry in this. We yeah. really need Corey Perry, and I I hate saying that. I really do. I wish we could do all this without the guy. But we really need Corey Perry. I really don't think Colorado. Uh, I don't. I really don't think Dallas gets past Colorado without Corey Perry. Uh, you know, he he really drew a lot of penalties that got Dallas victories in that series. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's he's an essential piece of this, to this puzzle. But but yeah, I mean, let's let's break down that uh, that third period. Yeah, man. All right. So 15 seconds in, you know, I think Vegas won that face off, the initial face off, couple passes. And uh, our old buddy, Riley Smith, comes down, puts it in <clears throat> past uh, Hudobin. Hudobin. Yeah, this, this was a breakdown by Jamie Alexiak. Jamie Alexiak's pinched up, uh, got caught, and no no forward for Dallas uh, covered Alexiak on the back. So Riley Smith just had a, a bounce off the boards, struck down, and just fired it glove side. Glove side, uh, yeah. Over, you know, uh, pre- he had a break previously in the second period that he went blocker side and Hudobin stoned him. So he learned the lesson this time, went glove side, beat, beat Dovey. Yeah, Dovey was moving over and he just kept it a little low, but you saw it right when he shot. He had he stuck his glove out and then he, he tried to raise it and it was too, you know, too yeah. little too late. Yeah, you know? the shot was too too hard and too fast. Uh, assisted by Paul Stasny. Yeah, true uh, was. But yeah. And what, what's, what's cool is like right before, oh, not cool I guess, uh, but like right before all that happened, you know, beginning of period three, it showed up on the NBC thing. Vegas five and zero and leading after two, and then they go up fifteen seconds in two. Oh, yeah. you're, think, you're thinking, God, we are about to just get rocked, you know? Because yeah. you know, I think we've said it before on this, and I'm sure anyone that follows hockey knows there's really no more important goal than the goal that happens in the first minute and the last minute of the periods. That really can swing a lot of momentum. Yeah, setting the tone. Even though he got burned on this play, I really like the type of player Jamie Alexiak's turning out to be. You know, he's being a lot more offensive minded, getting back to his college days. And feels a lot more confident. Oh, for sure, man. Like, whenever we uh, originally had him, I thought he was good. He was a big body, but he was just. I don't know, man. He wouldn't throw his body around as much, and he wouldn't do. Those things that you expect that kind of player to do, being yeah. six seven, however big he is, you know, but then smaller he, Chara. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of yeah. what he's turning into, right? It's what he's turning <laughs> into, but that's what you want him to be in the first place. But he just wasn't doing it. Then we traded him to Pittsburgh. Yeah, had a couple seasons out there, I think two seasons, and then he came back and he's he's man. If if we could, if we could uh, turn out defensemen like Pittsburgh does, 
I feel like we do a lot better. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Dallas is down zero to zero to two in the third period, and uh, you know I'm sitting on my couch and I'm yelling at my fiance. Uh, all Dallas has to do is just get it on net. Just get it on net. We're screening the goal. I can't tell you how time after time I see Corey Perry, I see Blake Como. Just right in front of the net, Radulov right in front of the net. I'm like, man, just get it on net. Just get it on net. Yeah, and his fiance Mark is just super pissed about it. Yeah, you know, he's over there frying chicken for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my chihuahua's in my face. Uh, we're, 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 we're amped up, dude. We're pissed at this point. I'm like, swear to God, if Dallas takes us all the way to game seven again, I'm going to lose it. And I really thought that. Might have to go to seven games again, you know, and I was super upset about it, but uh, let's see. <sighs> Sorry, burping a little bit. Uh, but, oh, captain, my captain. Well, I'm, okay, yeah, we can do that. We can skip the, the roughing four-on-four. Four. Nothing really went on there. Nothing really happened. There was, there was multiple four-on-fours in this game. Oh, yeah, this, and this one right before the, the goal happened, or a few minutes before, it was Mark Stone and uh, Pavelski got into a little scrum, and they got, they got out for roughing. Yeah, no, Mark, not the first altercation with Mark Stone in this game. Uh, you know, he took a cheap shot on Yanmark. Uh, well, that's because Yanmark came by and kind of kind of nudged him a little bit. Yeah, but Yanmark received a cross check before that. So, I mean, it's... Oh, did he? Yeah, man. I missed that. Yeah. Stone, yeah, Stone, Stone cross-checked him, and then Yanmark chucked him. Yeah, and then uh, Stone spun around and hit him with a stick at the back of the legs as he yeah. was going to the bench. That's such a bitch move, dude. Sorry. Yeah, well, Mark, Mark Stone's a great player, and I, I don't think I've seen such a good defensive forward in a long, in a long, long time, man. How many times does this guy intercept the puck? Dude, I, we had that whole segment just on that, man. The yeah. Guy, the guy is insane about that. The guy's amazing. But swinging your stick at the bottom of someone's ankle is just a pussy move, dude. So I'm sorry. Well, I mean, we can go back to Niners <laughs> hockey, and that's just kind of how it used to be, you know? Jeremy R. Roanoke, he was all about it. He's like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm swinging to break people's angles. Yeah, that, that is a quote. Yeah, not a fan of that guy. Not me either. You know, me neither. Never been, a, never been a Phoenix Coyotes fan or a Flyers fan, really. Except for Lindros, maybe. But, yeah. but yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, uh, 10.06 left in the period. Jamie Benn. Uh, let's see. Lindell's behind the net. He uh, passes Jamie Benn, and Jamie Benn just kind of not really looking. He's just trying to put it on net. Puts it up top left corner. Goes in. We got a 2-1 game, fellas. Yeah, Jamie Benn's eighth goal of the playoffs. Uh, Radulov would end up getting an assist on that one, too. But uh, pretty pretty sweet goal. Here we are. We can get on the board. Now it's 2-1. And now it's 2-1. And one thing I kind of want to say about this, this whole time, uh, this whole game, the stars never left how never left their know, how they want to play that game. You know, they never change things up. You know, when teams kind of go behind, they, they they switch things up a little bit. They want to play either super fast or they want to try to start throwing bodies around. But the stars stuck with the game plan that they had, and they really had the whole series. You know, they, yeah, they, they they knew what style of play to play against Vegas, and they executed it. Uh, Did I? But yeah. You know, here we are. Dallas. Dallas is, finally gets on the board. There's about ten minutes left in the game. Yeah, we're halfway through. Started the game starting to open up for Dallas. You know, Vegas is kind of in retreat mode, uh, uh, and all, all of a sudden, you know, finally the ice is starting to go in uh, Dallas's favor. Yeah, and then uh, somebody gets called for another penalty. Kind of. Want to guess who it was? Mm, 
Patch ready. Alex Tuck called Alex another Tuck. penalty for uh, on Jamie Benn. I think it was tripping. I think it was. I didn't write that down, but I think it was tripping. So here's. I wrote down like foreshadowing because I already knew the outcome of the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing, Tuck gets called for two penalties. What? What is that? Is this the downfall of the mighty Vegas Knights? It absolutely was because, uh, you know, right after that, Carabante puts up a power play goal. Uh, what's cool about this is Klinger comes out, he shoots the puck. Corey Perry couldn't, you know, it, it ends up right in front of the net after he shoots. Because uh, Robin Lehner couldn't didn't hold on to it, Corey Perry takes a swack at it, misses, and then Carabonte comes up and just lifts it right over the pads, goes in the back of the net, and that's that's a tie game, guys. That's a tie game, uh, and that's his fourth goal of the of his playoff career. Uh, and with that, you know his his. The other three goals he had was on one game. His first game in there against uh, Colorado. Uh, yeah, the hat trick in game seven, right? He sure did. He had a hat trick in game seven. Ties it up and gets the go ahead, right? Yeah. Uh, or no, no, it was, yeah. it was an overtime, wasn't it? Yeah. No, the hat trick. No, was... the, the third goal was an overtime, but I think somebody else. I think Radulov ties the game up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, either way, you know, we got three goals. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the yeah yeah, but Joel. Keep it rotten. Yo well, yo well. Uh, scores on the power play, assisted by Klinger and uh, Garyanov. Now it's two two. It's two two. But let me ask you this: Now do you read too much into this and say anytime Kibravante, yeah, Kibravante scores? Do you think that means we're gonna win the game? Because uh, every time he scored, we've won. I mean, it's only it's only a two game. Sample side, but... I think he's earned himself a roster spot, I'll, and that's as far as I'll go with that. All right. <laughs> I was just trying to play a little ridiculousness, but... Um, yeah, then uh, Pavelski almost scores like two minutes left in the period. Uh, doesn't happen. Yeah, that, that Kivarante goal, man. Uh, Leonard's just face down on the ground. You know, it's just a sweet little flip over. And it's it, that's an easy one to mess up. Let's be honest, man. You know, you're a young player. You get that wide open, juicy net. You're streaking down. You know, he's full speed coming down towards the net, and it takes it takes great confidence to just slow the puck down and just flip it in. You know, a lot of guys would just go up there and hack at it. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I would do. Boards, honestly. So you know, you could have pulled match patch already and just shoot into the crowd from there. <laughs> He has done a lot of high shooting, missing the net. You know, uh, Kivirante, uh undrafted. Uh, he's only playing for the Dallas Stars because of uh, Yuri Lettinen recommendation. Oh, for real? Pretty cool. Nah, stuff. Oh, dude, anytime you get a Yuri Lettinen rec, man, that guy was great. I was there for his uh, retirement number thing. Yeah. <sighs> Yuri Lettinen. What a great guy. I got a picture with the guy. So, everyone be jelly. Uh, yeah, here we are, 2 2. Here we are, two-two. OT starts, and NBC wants to put up this little uh, little tidbit. Yeah. Stars are three and zero in OT this postseason. Yeah, undefeated in overtime. They sure are. And uh, wow, what was it, like three and a half minutes in? I think I forgot to write that down, but it was like three and a half minutes in. It was three like, minutes thirty-six seconds into overtime. Man, I was close on uh, the old memory spot there. You're off by six seconds, man, and in a horse race, that's pretty bad. We're, yeah, we're on this. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Kiribante shoots, uh, launches it in, uh, short side, glove side, uh, right, right around that face-off circle spot, which is where, I mean, just like a foot or two away from Radulov, where, where uh, Radulov shot that game-winner overtime goal a few games ago. Oh, it was so it was pretty as a nice little bullet there, and yeah, every, it was a sweet low hard shot, and everybody jumped up. Oh, except for uh, oh yeah, the reason why that happened was because uh, White Cloud had a delayed game, uh, shooting out of his defensive zone over yeah. the net. Power play goal, huh? Yeah, power play goal, power play goal. Uh, Giryanov, it was awesome. Speaking of which, on this on this goal. Um, Dallas was not able to enter the zone. Like, it was pissing me off so bad. Like, they, they would bring it in, Vegas would clear it. Bring it in, Vegas would clear it. And then here we go. We finally get the puck in the net. It's it's almost it, – it doesn't even feel like a power play. Like, Gurionov's just streaking. He gets the puck from Klinger. Uh, you know, Rope hands passes it back to John Klingberg. Klingberg up to Gurionov. Slaps yeah. it in. Yeah, off to the right side. Yeah, off to the right side of the net. And it – as soon as he shot it, I, I yelled at my fiance like, "I swear to God, that's five hole." Kevin owes me a hundred bucks because I've been I've been talking about Robin Leonard's five hole all series, and uh, it wasn't five hole. It was all, it was uh, underneath the glove, yep. but still, again, this this guy, this six foot four, two hundred fifty pound guy, Robin Leonard, man, uh, shoot low and hard on him, and you got him beat. And that's what it seems like. Man. <laughs> so, well, really, it doesn't matter now because they're they got nothing to do besides play golf. Yeah, they're playing golf, and uh, for all you Vegas and NBC broadcasters, all super high on Robin Leonard. Uh, there's a reason Chicago and New York Islanders passed on him. Uh, this guy, you know, he might he's he's definitely going to go on to have a good career, but the guy's got weaknesses, and you guys are all acting like he's Patrick Wall or Martin Berger. Yeah, it's something he's got to work on. He's not in the off season. Going to close his legs and move over a little bit, and play play a little more butterfly than what he's. What he does, is yeah, a big, big guy like that, a butterfly style, like a uh, Jaguar back in the days mm-hmm. for the Ducks. You know, you're on your knees, you're gonna block the whole net. Like, why are you standing up? This isn't the '80s. Yeah, he, he just wants to stand there. But I mean, he's, he does a lot better than the goalies from the '80s. He's a lot better, but you know, it makes me wonder if he's got bad legs or whatever. You know, if I was that big and you dropped to your knees, you're, you're blocking the whole net. You know, yeah, like, dude, game over, dude. Just play, play the butterfly, dude. Come on. So, but obviously he's made it to the highest level in the sport. He's a good goalie. I just, I just, uh, whenever I see all this fucking hype and, you know, when, when they were all about Nathan McKinnon, I was looking for weaknesses. I couldn't find any. So as soon as I found someone, Robin Leonard, I, I, I tore into, <laughs> but, uh, so there was a part, there's a, uh, one little piece in the third period, uh, Yoel Kivarante. I think he tried to put something on net or something, and he got he got leveled out pretty good. Yeah. So here's the thing with him, dude. He's 5'11", 180 pounds. I know he's super young, but, man, can you imagine if that dude puts on 20 pounds? Yeah. You know, of muscle? He's going to be just a, a wrecking ball. Yeah, he could he could really end up being like a Martin St. Louis if he really just builds his strength up. And uh, I look forward to watching him play over the next few years. Absolutely. I do too, man. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about the guy. I really didn't know anything about him for this season, and now we look into him, and he's just, you know, kind of like unsung hero a little bit, you know? Yeah. He's a white, he's an underrated player, but I mean, we got tons of people on the on the shift that, or on the 
Damn it, sorry. There's people outside. I'm listening to that. Yeah. Distract me a little bit. There's a lot of players in the Dallas Stars farm system. Uh, Kivirante has been coming in and out through all season long. He's, he's no stranger to, to the Dallas fan base. Uh, but this is really his kind of breakout party in these playoffs. You know, game seven against Colorado. Atlanta gets a hat trick. Now here he goes, uh, game five against uh, Vegas and gets the tying goal. And this kid's, uh, I like his attitude. Uh, you know, he's got a, got a good shot, a good patience in the offensive zone. We got we got to see if he's. Uh, I, I did see him actually make a couple hits. You know, he's he was on the Heinz and Gurionov line. Yeah, it's, it's a very impressive line. Yeah, dude, those, <laughs> so, those guys are. That's a fast line. Yeah, it's a real good change of pace from uh, guys like Pavelski and Jamie Ben, honestly. So, but uh, you know what? We'll bring up Jamie Ben just a second. We can take a quick pause, if you don't mind. All right, we're gonna pause real quick, and we'll be back in just a second. No, we're not. We're holding on, man. All right. Uh, so sorry about that. <clears throat> Much rather ruin the flow of momentum than uh, pee my pants. So, but we're talking about Jamie Ben. Uh, right before my crazy break, Jamie Ben, man, he's been on a tear uh, in this postseason. He's got ten uh, assists and eight goals. Yeah, second on the team uh, in points. Yeah, right behind Miro Heiskanen, who's got twenty-two. Ben's got eighteen. You need to do the math yourself. Get, just did it for you. Uh, I mean, Ben's just kind of been there for everybody. You know, he's he's been hitting everybody. He's been showing up, playing just really good offense. I mean, I, I like I said, I think last episode, I'm not going to pull the stats up again because I didn't do it the first time, but I feel like he's he's got more points in the postseason than he did in the real season, you know? He's, he's, he's really showing up. That's pretty much all I'm getting at. He's, he's playing out of his mind. He's playing so much better. Uh, I think it just takes the postseason to really – let the guy loose, you know, just show everybody what he's got. Yeah, I mean, uh, in, in that game five, Jamie Benn had uh, obviously the one goal on three shots. He played 19 minutes, and he was 7 for 10 in the faceoff circle for 70%. Took 10 faceoffs. Man, I've been saying the guy's good in faceoffs. Uh, Sagan uh, took 19 faceoffs for uh, 42%. Uh, he was 8 for 11, and, you know, he, he took almost double anybody else on the team as far as faceoffs. So, stars are really... Really putting Sagan out there as much as possible. Yeah, I think they're, they're really just trying to get him to start producing a little bit. But also, I mean, the way he's playing defense is just so great. I mean, if you guys, if you remember, if y'all remember before uh, Hitchcock took over, he, the guy had, he played no defense at all. Zero. He would go up there, try to score, then he'd chase the puck back, and then he'd run down the, down the ice again and come back. And that was about, that was about a shift, you know? But now uh, Hitchcock was like, hey, stop it. We're going to turn you into a, um, you guys might remember this. They said they want to turn him into a Madonna. Like, hey, you're going to score less, but you're going to be a better player. And it seems like he is. I just wish he'd produce a little bit more. But he's also been dealing with an injury for quite a while. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really transformed his game the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, Miro Heiskanen led the team in the ice yet again. Uh Seems like every game he's he's the guy that's out there the most, and uh, he's really performing really, really well. Leads the team in points. Uh, but that here's one one key stat that kind of stuck out to me, and I think this is why Dallas ended up actually putting Vegas away. Dallas is playing all four of their forward lines pretty evenly. Are they? Yeah, I mean, 
all four lines were in, as far as ice time is concerned, were in that 12 to 20 minute range. Whereas Vegas, their top six guys were getting all the ice time, and their bottom two lines were under 10 minutes. See, and, uh, you know, kind of reflecting on that, I, it does seem about right, you know? If you go back and look at it, you know, in my head at least, that, that seemed exactly what, what was going on. Just, just a more complete team by Dallas. You know, they're they're not scared to put the their fourth line up against Vegas's top line, and they paid off for them. And I, and I think a lot of that has to do with how, I mean, some of those guys are. You know, you, obviously you don't have your your superstars on your third and fourth line, but you got that third line, the generally the FCC line. I know it got broken up a little bit uh, with Cogliano out, but you know you got that line that's really consistent, and their fourth line kind of shuffles around a bit. Uh, you know, with injuries and all that stuff was going on, but dude, those guys are scoring. Everybody's scoring. So why why would you not want to put those guys out? You know, they're they're young guys. You got you got fresh legs. Yeah, keep rotating, man. Yeah, keep moving it around. Uh, you know, Shea Theodore, Paul Stasny, they have four giveaways in this game each. Whoa. So you know, there's there's two big names on the on the Vegas Knights that were just giving the puck away. I know everybody everybody likes to talk about Mark Stone and uh, the way he turns the puck over, but you know, Vegas was turning the puck over as well. Mark Mark Stone did lead Vegas in shots with five, so he was he was he was a factor in this game, but just couldn't capitalize on anything. Yeah, Mark Stone's a takeaway machine, man. He, he's he seems to always be where the puck is at. It's insane just watching that guy play. Um, I I still think they overpaid a little bit, but just to get him, you know. Yeah. Why not? Hey, he he's essential to the team for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know. Another uh, a couple of key points right here. Robin Leonard had 23 saves, uh, 885 save percentage. It's not enough to get done there, Robin Leonard. Uh, it's not, you know, we, we can kind of get into uh, what do you think Mark andre Fleury would have been able to do. Uh, but, man, I, honestly, I think it'd be a completely different game if Fleury would have played instead of Robin Leonard. I think, uh, yeah, I think the series would have been dragged out uh, six or seven games if Fleury was their guy, honestly. That's what I think. I think they figured out Robin Leonard in game three. And uh, never looked back from there. Yeah, I was, uh, I was talking to some other people, and I thought that <clears throat> Vegas was going to come out super strong. Uh, I, I was really hoping that the Stars wouldn't regress like they you know, did in Game 2. But I kind of figured something small like that would happen. Not not that extreme, obviously, but I figured Vegas would come out way harder. And I really thought they would have had Marc-Andre Fleury in net, and I just really thought that the Stars had a strong chance of losing this game. But they kept Leonard in. And they came out and held it together somehow. I mean, that third period just really did a lot for them. That was that was beautiful. The resilience of that team is just incredible. Yeah, Robin Leonard. Uh, you know, while we're on the topic of him, you know, he was all class in the loss. Uh, right after the loss, he t- he went on and tweeted and uh, complimented his teammates, complimented the franchise. You know, said Vegas is a special team. Uh, you know, we're, we'll be back next year. And he also wished the Dallas Stars good luck in the finals. Uh, Robin Leonard showing class, you know. And, uh, you know, with him with him exiting the playoffs this year, it's he continues the streak of uh, no Swedish goalie has ever won the Cup. And won't ha- obviously won't happen this year. The, there's only been two elite goalies from Sweden ever. And uh, Henrik Lundqvist and... Uh, Lindbergh back in the 70s and 80s. The only two stars to make it this deep in the playoffs, now Leonard. Uh, but yeah. Just Sweden not delivering on the goalies, and, and, and right now in the NHL, it's all about Russian goalies. 
Yeah, I knew uh, I knew Lundqvist was Swedish, and he lost in the finals to your Kings. That's right. A few years ago, and I mean, I don't know if you want to say uh, uh, Tommy. Yeah, uh, so uh, Tommy Salo is really the only other guy in uh, the recent history from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Longtime uh, New York Islander, Edmonton Oiler, he played a year for the Colorado Islands. He just Sweden just hasn't been able to deliver that solid goalie. Yeah, I know they have a lot of Finnish goalies, and they got just—I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna get. I haven't done all my research in the goalies for this year, and I'm not gonna—I'm gonna act like I have. So, but well, let's just talk about the two still in it, you know, Hudobin and uh, Vasilevsky, two Russian-born players. Yeah, well, I mean, you also got Barlamov and Bar-Lamov. Thomas Grice. Yeah, because uh, they're playing again tonight. Uh, but yeah, Hudobin, Hudobin. God, I hate that. I'm still—I'm still gonna say Hudobin. Uh, he's say uh, it wrong he, all you want, dude. I will. Damn right I will. He's a uh, like not you know K- Kazar silent. So <laughs> yeah, well he's uh, from Kazakhstan or Hollywood, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Nappy Bullen, you know. Huh? Nappy Bullen, long time Tampa Bay goalie. Mm. San Jose Shark goalie. All right. Uh, you know, K's are often silent in Russian, but anyway, yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, just a little fun fact for you guys. You know, you know where uh, Vasilevsky's from? Russia. I want to say, you know, what part of Russia? I don't know what part of Russia. Do I'm you? gonna look that up. Here comes more Wikipedia, fellas. All right, let's let's uh let me try to fill the dead air while Kevin gets on the old Google machine. Uh, Hudobin is the proper way to say it, and he had 34 saves, 944 save percentage. Uh, clearly making his case for the Conn Smythe MVP award. Um, again, you know, it's gonna come down to Hudobin Vasilevsky, honestly, in my opinion. Anybody else whose name's up there is it's really not warranted. Um, not unless uh Heisman starts coming back and doing stuff. He was I think you told me in between the period when I was urinating that he was hell off the board, off the score sheet. Yeah, I haven't, haven't seen uh Heisman on the score sheet in this series at all in five games. Um but still leading the stars and that's how that's how predominant he was. I'll let you pronounce that. Uh Tuman? Russian? Tayuman? Russian? Russia? Uh, let's be real. Anybody know any city other than Moscow and Russia? Not in the United States. Siberia. So <laughs> suck it. Siberia's a <laughs> region. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not a geographist. Anyway. Geographer. <laughs> I get that. You're not a geographist. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Whatever, man. Just let it go. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Y'all ignore that too. <laughs> uh, year year of the Russian goalie. Let's uh let's keep it on topic here. Right. And uh, yeah, Leonard exited. Uh, you know, I'm sure all of Sweden was rallying for Leonard, like uh, Finland is rallying for the stars. But uh, one one kind of kind of interesting thing about this uh, this uh, series. That's gonna be a lot of Finnish defensemen and offensemen. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Dallas was the underdog in every game in the series on the Vegas betting line. They were about a minus or a plus one forty four every game. Uh, so if you bet on Dallas in any game in the series, you would have made some money, except for game two. No, all, all five games. Yeah, but we lost. Oh game. right, right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and then Dallas is the first team since the nineteen sixty eight St. Louis Blues to enter the Cup final with a minus goal differential. And to me, I said, wait a minute, that, that doesn't seem right. 
So I went back in every game. I added up all the goals. And um, if you start at the Calgary series and work your way up, Dallas has 53 goals for, 52 goals against. But Dallas was outscored 8-4 to in the round robin. So I read this big news article saying, oh, Dallas is the first team in uh, 62 years to make it to the cup final with the minus goal differential. Um, not if you count the games that matter. If you count the round robin, then yes. But as far as the, the Calgary series, Colorado Island series, Vegas Night series, they are plus one goal differential. So, again, takes me back to my question last week. Are we counting the round robin? And uh, I, I said no, and then you said something about one of our guys having good stats. That puts them up there. If you include the round robins, I was like, oh, you got to do it. But, again, I'm going to go back and say I really don't care about Ryan Robin, and no, it doesn't count, because that just, I mean, we, we took all those months off. I really don't care about Ryan Robin. I, I thought the idea was stupid, but I, I do understand just putting games out there, you know, you get the guys warmed up to play. That's all that is. I don't think that it should have been reseeding because of that, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you count the round Robin, then Vegas was outscored 57 to 60. So if, if you're a Stars fan out there reading this news article that's all over social media, uh, they Dallas had 53 goals and their opponents had 52 in games that mattered. And that's that should should be all you need to know. And that really kind of just brings it up to what the, how, how the Stars play their game, you know. They're, they're very, right now they're defensively, they play really well defensively, they try to get those one to two goal games on you. You know, you try to win by one, and they did that quite a bit with uh, Vegas this season, or this playoff series. Yeah, I mean, uh, little little cost for concern, though. 52 goals in 16 playoff games. Yeah, well, I will throw out that we did play Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. It's a little inflated stat, but... No. Shut up. Hey, put your phone silent or vibrate while we do this. God, it's so unprofessional. No kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> immediately after the game, you know, a little little, little fun fact about the Shootsy Scores uh, podcast. You know, our, our first day on uh, social media, we created the Facebook page. And right away, we got, we got uh, some hate mail. I think the website was up for maybe an hour. And mm-hmm. uh, the first post we get is some jackass. I'm not going to say which site he's on because we love all Dallas Stars fans, no matter which way they lean politically. And right away, it just came at us with some political garbage. I just want to remind everybody that Shootsy Scores, we're not going to talk politics at all. We're not going to do it. This will happen. We're not going to do it. We don't want any part of this crap. If you're going to comment politically on our uh, Facebook page, you're going to be ignored, sir. Uh, you know, it's... With all your cancel culture crap, uh, oh, I'd like to, but start. Yeah, but we're kneeling. Yeah, uh, whatever. We yeah. don't care about you. Yeah, not happening. We're here. We're here for hockey, not yeah. about your political stance. Yeah, does not matter. Does not matter to us. So day one of our social media uh, adventure, I'll say, yeah, has been. I, I choose to ignore, it, and I would like to thank everybody else that's liked the page since then to be a, for being all positive and. And I didn't. Nobody responded to this douchebag, so it just proves my point that we're here for hockey, and 
politics, you want to talk politics, go on CNN, go on Fox, go on BBC, and do your do your ranting and uh, lies there. But here on the Hockey Podcast, we just uh, we just want to talk hockey, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Don't care about the po- political side of hockey. Uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. We're just here for the games, the, the trades, the... Uh, Moves made, signings, just whatever, you know. We're not here for any of that political crap. Um, yeah, you want to talk about what happened earlier today? Now that we've been up for two weeks. Yeah, what happened today, man? We got our first uh, porn bot open for live sex. So oh, while, yeah. while Josh didn't click, I put it on all my... Uh, I put it on my computer, my phone. I checked it out. Uh... Viruses everywhere. I'm hacked everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do any of that. But uh, we did get a porn bot. I was, he showed me earlier, and I'm like, dude, just delete that, man. Get out of here with the porn bots. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny, you know. Here we are. We're trying. We're trying to start something here. You know, we we just felt a void in the podcasting scene, and uh, we're trying to fill that void. Um, yeah, because a lot of the the, po- the hockey podcasts that we listen to is it's mostly like up north. It's about stuff with Boston and Toronto and a lot of Canadian teams, and we kind of want to bring something down south. I mean, there's only one one uh, other podcast about Dallas Stars, and we're not in their pocket, so we can give you kind of opinions that you're not going to get from the guys in the pocket. You know? Yeah, we're not we're not paid by anybody. We don't even edit our podcast. We just we just record it, throw it up there. Yeah, if we, you can't tell, we yeah. do not edit our podcast. Kevin's two minute p t p uh, delay there. But yeah, yeah, we 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 don't have any uh, special interests that we're trying to narrate, man. We just we call the game like we see it, and uh, you know it, it's going to be a journey for us. And and hopefully you guys will tune in to listen. And just thanks for all the support you guys have been giving us on Facebook and and, and listening just to the podcast. We really appreciate that. And again, if you guys want to uh, shoot us an email, it's shoot2scores at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you want to talk about. We want to hear what you don't like. What we're, if you don't like something we're doing, let us know. We don't care. We'll listen to it. We'll adjust. You know, this is brand new for us. We uh, we have a lot of work to do to become a better podcast. We we know that. Uh, we're working on getting a studio. Working on getting a uh, camera so we can do some YouTube live stuff. You know, get a, oh yeah, yeah. We're doing we're doing a lot of stuff. We're working on getting a lot of stuff. It's gonna take some time, but. You know, just let us know if you don't like something. We'll try to change it. Uh, if you want to hear more of something or just whatever, give us some feedback. Yeah, so, I mean, that's really all we have for you today. Uh, Kevin, you want to touch on, uh, you know, obviously later on today, uh, Tampa Bay is going to be taking on the New York Islanders. Tampa Bay leads the series 3-1. to one. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Man, what I would really like is for the Islanders to lay the hurt on... Tampa and win this game and carry this out a little longer so our guys can heal up. But man, that freaking Kucher off! I really bet that SOB wins the series for them. Yeah, I mean, I I picked Tampa to win in six, and uh, I think I might be wrong again with my game prediction, but I think Tampa's going to close the series out tonight. I do too, and I think I had what I have uh, Islanders and seven. Islanders and seven. Yeah, that's not going to happen. There, there's just I mean, writing's on the wall for those guys. And what really scares me is that, you know, the Islanders are a lot like the Stars and the way that they've been, Tampa's been just been throwing it down on those guys kind of scares me. But I think the Stars are a better team than the Islanders. So we'll see how next round goes. But 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm scared. I'm scared of the bolts. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a good series. I think. Uh, I think the Stars definitely have more talent than the New York Islanders. Uh, I think the Islanders might be better coached, but I think. I think overall the Stars are just a deeper, stronger team, and uh, especially with the way Tampa's been coming into this playoff, a little bit more physical, a little bit chippy. I think it's gonna play into the Dallas Stars uh, hockey, and uh, you know I. I if we had to go and make predictions right now, man, I think this one could go six, seven games. I don't think it's going to be a blowout for Tampa, like a lot of people might think. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'd, I'd probably go six games. Unfortunately, you know, Stars fans are going to hate me, but I think it's going to go Tampa. I hope I'm wrong. I really do, but I think six games Tampa. You're going six games in Tampa? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, wow. I'm going to say Stars in five. Are you? Yeah. All right. I like that. I really hope. I swear to God, I hope that's what happens. I think. I think. So who did, who did Tampa play first round? They played Boston. Uh, maybe I can't remember. Or no, that no, 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 no. That no. was the semifinals. Who did they play in the first round? Uh, damn it, I can't think of it. <laughs> uh, let me go. Let me go way back in here. Let's. Uh, you want to vamp for a minute while I pull this up? So. Tampa played Boston, who had their goalie walk out on them. Um, they, they weren't getting a lot of depth scoring. Um, they did, you know, Bruce Cassidy got coach of the year, which, you know, it's whatever. I think uh, I think half that team's on the free agent list, so I think I think Boston was just didn't show up for it, you know. Now, now let's be honest, you know, Tampa's playing the Islanders, they're playing Boston. Um, who's tougher? Colorado or in Vegas or or Boston and the New York Islanders. I mean, I would say Colorado is the overall best team out of those four, and Vegas was probably second. So I think Dallas has played tougher teams. It's kind of what I'm getting at here. Uh, yeah, round. It looks like round one. No, it had to be round two, right? Uh, uh, Bruins and Lightning. Shit, yeah. maybe it was round. Fuck, I don't know. I'm looking at this. August fifth, I pulled up. Uh, well, <laughs> you're looking at round robin. Man, maybe I guess I am. Let's, yeah, let's check this. Hold on. Yeah, uh, that is round robin. Anyways, you're looking at uh, series one. Yeah. Series ones. Bruins played the Hurricanes, and the Lightning played the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. Oh, that's right. How can we forget that? So, Blue Jackets again, a team that's really well coached. Not not unlike the Islanders, but just doesn't have the depth. Yeah, uh, they played. Pierre Luc Dubois. I mean, and who else? Arvidsson? Atkinson, sorry. Ag- yeah, Arvidsson is with uh, the Predators. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. Atkinson. Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, the Blue Jackets, they they lost a lot of key pieces in the offseason. Yeah. And and so, man, I really think uh, Torts should have got coach of the year. Just yeah. going as far as he did with what he had. I'm. I mean, really, come on, man. Bruce Cassidy went in, dude. It's the freaking Bruins. So who, who do you think is a better team, Calgary Flames or the, or the Columbus Blue Jackets? Blue Jackets. You think Blue Jackets? Yeah. Who do you think is a better team, the Colorado Avalanche or the Boston Bruins? Bruins. Bruins. Who do you think is a better team, the Vegas Knights or the New York Islanders? <sighs> that one's really difficult, man. Uh, maybe, maybe Islanders by a smidge? Islanders by a smidge. Man, maybe. I don't know, dude. I can, I can go both ways on that one. Okay, so you heard it there. It was a clean sweep from Kevin on the East. 
which kind of kind of makes sense why he's picking Tampa. I, on the other hand, I'm going Calgary over Blue Jackets. Okay. I'm going Colorado over Boston. Okay. And I'm going Vegas over New York Islanders, which is why I'm picking the Dallas Stars. I think Dallas has had a harder road. I've seen Dallas change their game, depending on who they're playing. And I think, uh, although I do think Vasilevsky is a better goalie than Anton Hudobin, I think um, it's going to be Dallas's third and fourth string players that get it done for him in the Stanley Cup final. I'm with you, and let me tell you this: uh, going so you think, yeah, obviously Vasilevsky is a, is an overall better goaltender than Hudobin. Yeah, his numbers are insane this year. But Hudobin's on fire, man. He's just stopping pretty much everything unless some some crazy stuff happens. So I. I mean, I, this will probably be the battle of the goaltenders in the final. This has got to be one of the most exciting Stanley Cups we've ever had, and it's not even—it's not even locked yet. Very well, the Islanders could come back. I'm not—I'm not putting it bad, but Tampa just looks like a machine right now. They really do. And you know, I feel like Tampa was—you uh, know—I feel like they—they they really had their mojo cooking. I think—I think—I think they were designed to beat the Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. You know, like I said, I've seen Dallas change their game to beat the Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. and then they went right back to the Dallas Stars hockey against Vegas. So I know they're capable of playing multiple ways. I don't know if Tampa's capable of changing their game. Yeah, that's that's a real big thing, man. If we can get Tampa off their game, I feel a lot better. But man, those guys are so fast. Kucherov is just such. Such a, a big part, you know. He won the, but he won the, uh, well, did he win the Art Ross Trophy like last year? And he have the most points, and that what it is, or yeah. most goals, or whatever. I, I forget what it is, but he won whoever scored the most goals, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah that's right. I don't know. I, I haven't looked anything up. I, I meant to do that earlier. Forgot. All right. Well. Good. Yeah, we're gonna cut this off. Uh, we got people mowing the lawn right next to us, so we're gonna. Get out of here. We're about done anyway. So yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap this week up, and uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday. And uh, hopefully we have some uh, Stanley Cup previews for you. Boop, boop.